What's happening, people? This is the Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. I'm Mike here with McLean and Jay. Thought I would do the intro this week after McLean just did a bang up job last <laughs> week on the intro. So I thought I was getting voted in. I don't know what happened. Well, uh, maybe we'll rotate in and out. We'll let Jay have a turn. He did it one time a couple months ago. So That's exactly right. Once. That's once. Once, <laughs> once for each of you. 68 yeah. for me. Just trying to keep everyone else on their toes. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully everyone had a uh, a good Memorial Day weekend. I know you two gents did for sure. McLean is did. still uh, still recovering. Yeah, McLean, out. you're I don't know, you're you got to play golf and hang out. I just sat by the beach. So both of them sound amazing, but yeah, good good I'll time was them. had by all down at Bulls Bay. Yeah. Um I worked, also played golf, but I worked over Memorial Day weekend life of a club pro working on you know fold any fold any shirts uh i didn't you know my my shirt folding days thankfully at this point in my career are a little behind me <laughs> are they? um that's why, that's why i pay people to do that <laughs> yeah, good train them well that's right nice nice tight paper fold we've we've worked on yeah. it with the staff they do a great job <laughs> Get it right. so that's right so um yeah let's let's talk some golf i know you boys uh probably didn't see a ton of the golf with your um trips you were on we do have late breaking news here we are recording this on a tuesday because of the memorial day weekend and thankfully we are because right before we signed in the live golf saudi league dropped their player list for next week's event we are nine days away from it and as of 20 minutes ago, we hadn't seen a list of players. And this is what nine o'clock Eastern time on on Tuesday night that we're recording this. And so, you know, it was it was supposed to drop. Everyone kept on saying it was going to drop on Friday last week, and it never did and came out today. So we'll we'll definitely dive deep, deep into this Saudi list um shortly. But let's let's talk colonial Charles Schwab challenge, great classic golf course, Hogan's Alley. Uh, Sam Burns come from behind victory shoots 65 uh, on a tough day on Sunday hangs around hangs around for a couple hours gets into a playoff with one of his best friends Scotty Scheffler who we all know recently is playing his ass off number one player in the world and Burns makes a I don't know what it was 35 38 40 feet from off the green in the uh, first playoff hole drains it uh, to win. Won a badass car, won that stupid jacket, but won a badass car. If you haven't seen that, um, I think that not to not to jump in there, but that that is one of the cooler things of. I think every PGA Tour event should have something like that. I mean, like uh, Kokrak won that sweet ass truck last year. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sixty something truck, or it's like it's all it's like a light blue. I guess that's their color, but jacked up. What was this year? Was the Thunderbird or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a ah uh, seventy nine. Seventy Thunderbird. I thought it was a Trans Am. It may have been a Thunderbird. I'm not sure. Or Trans. It may have been a Trans Am. Yeah, it probably was a Trans Am. I'm trying to no, know. It's a Firebird. A Firebird, not Thunderbird. A Firebird. Firebird. Trans Am. <laughs> or whatever. It's a Firebird. Bird. Is a Trans Am. Oh, is okay. it? Yeah. Oh. Trans Am Firebird. There you Pontiac go. Firebird Trans Am. Um, aka trans am i don't know where we're going with this uh 
<laughs> are we suddenly in an auto podcast yeah no i, I know nothing i know where the i know nothing is. i called I it a thunderbird so yeah. <laughs> well, that probably fucked it up there's some old guy out there going it's it's only a trans am if it has this package on it yeah, or whatever yeah. That it is. <laughs> yeah. you know fuck me right the 1979 model was not a trans am the yeah right post right. 1982 model was <laughs> sure started in march whatever so yeah, that that's a badass car that he won, which is yeah. which is pretty cool. So um yeah, I mean the field was kind of similar to the PJ championship, just kind of came back and came back. And I mean it got really windy and gusty on that golf course. It was already a tough golf course, which first off, I love to see because it's like seven thousand yards. And to see these guys only shoot nine under on that golf course uh nice. makes me feel a little bit better that yeah. Um, if, if they go to the right venues with the right conditions that, you know, it can still challenge these guys and, and not have, you know, 18 under win at, at a short golf yeah. course. So, but obviously you had Scheffler up there. Um, Brendan Todd was in the last group. Davis Riley was up there with the lead at one point. Scott Stallings had a lead at one point. Um, Harold Varner was up there kind of battling and everyone just kept on making bogeys and mistakes and big numbers coming down. And Sam Burns was just sitting in the clubhouse, twiddling his fingers for a couple hours, watching right place at the right time. Yep. And gets it done. So he now has three, excuse me, three victories this year. And I mean, him and his buddy Scotty, there, pretty much the playing the two best on, on tour this year. And I like, Sam Burns' game, I think uh, we've obviously talked about him with him winning a couple times, but it doesn't seem to be a major flaw. He seems pretty relaxed, composed out there. He never gets too mad. He never gets too excited. And, yeah, what do you guys make of Sam Burns? I mean, he's like you said, he's been playing great. I mean, he's quietly you know, in, in implementing himself as one of the, you know, those top in, into that top 10 talent you know especially with what he's done this this year tail end of last year and this year i mean like you said i mean how, how many did he have how many wins did he have last year i think he had two he last year one? so what is two this is, i think he's got five wins now maybe in the that's last like you know 16 14, months, months yeah like that. that's pretty damn good I, I don't know if anybody's won as many times as he's won honestly um yeah i mean yeah. obviously scheffler has his four this year which are his four total Cantley won three last three or four last he year. Won four last year, and he hasn't won yet this year, has he? Did Cantley win yet this year? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, I mean it's he's he's putting himself up at the top of this list here. I mean, he's got to figure. Yeah, it he's out. number nine, number nine in the world rankings now. So ahead of some big names, you know. I don't know, a guy like Dustin Johnson. I'm not sure if we'll talk about him in a few minutes, but he's ahead of him by a few spots. Uh, he's now ahead of Jordan Speed, Sandra Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, so he's he's quickly, and again, I think we, we actually talked about him on this podcast about a year ago when he started to break through and his meteoric rise in the world golf rankings. And I'd love to try to see mm -hmm. if I could find some sort of chart here where he was two years ago. All right, so here you go. The end of 2020. He was 154th in the world golf rankings. God, that's crazy. End of 2019, he was 209th in the world wow. golf rankings. And now he's number nine. He's gone up 200 spots in three years. 
man, what has he been doing? Like what, what is that? You know, you always, whenever you see like a big jump like that, you're like, what are you doing? Obviously we see the results, but what are you doing with your teachers? What are you doing with your coaches? What are you doing with your psychologists? What do you, I mean, there's so many people that are probably have a little piece of this and you're like, what, what, what has led to that, you know, huge rise in the, in the world golf rankings. I mean, you're doing a lot of things right to make a big jump like that. Um, well, it's funny looking back at some of his previous finishes, you know, he seemed to be really steady as of late, but he missed three cuts in a row earlier uh, in the, with the Genesis waste management and the farmers. He also missed the cut at the masters, missed the cut at AT&T, but the funny part is all around it. Great finishes. So yeah. you know, he finished first yeah. at Charles Schwab, uh, Charles Schwab, uh, 20th at the PGA, missed the cut at AT&T, second at Zurich, missed the cut at Masters, first at Valspar, 26th at the Players, ninth at AP, uh, Bay Hill, and then ultimately missed those three cuts. And then right before that, 19th, 2nd, 3rd, 7th, 5th, 14th, and 1st. So it's amazing to see someone who's having that much success also sprinkle in those, those kind of missed cuts in there on top of it. Um, yeah. Obviously, when he's playing well and he makes a cut, the guy's been putting himself in contention. Shows no, no, uh, um, no signs of slowing down anytime soon. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I I like his game. I like Sam. I don't love his golf swing. I don't love the way his golf swing finishes his finishing position. Very much a personal uh, opinion there. Uh, but it is unique. Which, it, it's just, it's a little bit. It's a little bit mechanical, almost a la Justin Rose-ish, but not quite in as good a position as Justin Rose gets the club to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, Rose might have a little bit more of a technically sound. Yeah. Justin Rose's swing is definitely in, in a lot of good spots, but I, it, that's a that's another topic for another day. Like, what's been going on with this guy? Like, he's super hot and cold. I wonder what's going on. Once he made that switch, it was like two years ago when he tried to use those uh, what did he switch to Honma? Ha- Hanma. <clears throat> no, Max Homa doesn't have his own club. It's a Hanma. I said Honma, but <laughs> Hanma, whatever. It was, there was an N in there. Uh, but anyway, I, he when he switched to those those clubs, it's like he totally uh, the game went downhill really quickly. Yeah, that was a that was a cash grab. We'll so get did to that th- companies. So did the company. Look at I, that. I haven't seen them since. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. He just went over because of the Mark King there, the head of TaylorMade, went to Hanma and took him with him. Yeah, which I, but that still doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, you're buddies, but he went over there, but like the clubs aren't the same. Like, these no, are your yeah. tools. Like, these are your tools. You don't you don't play good because you're buddies with Mark King. You play good because the TaylorMade clubs that you're using worked. You yeah. know, it's like you know telling a carpenter to all of a sudden, hey man, I know you've been using this brand, but I'm going to let you use this Fisher Price brand. Uh, because your buddy is now the the head of Fisher Price, and just give these a shot, see if you can still do your job. Well, you it's know, close, Jay. Some people are easily bought and want a cash grab. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get that, to that in a little bit. That's that's fine as long as it doesn't have to do with the tools that you use to make that cash. <laughs> but if it's just given to you, you don't really doesn't matter how you use them. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, are they still <laughs> giving them to you if you're not qu- quite as visible? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't got to see what the legal... Uh, Are we foreshadowing here at yes, all? Yes, we're foreshadowing. <laughs> Bro, this Are is heavy foreshadowing? heavy foreshadowing. So, yeah, I like Burns. Again, I, I kind of just like his demeanor and the way he goes about his game. And um, 
you know, Scotty Scheffler comes, you know, a little bit of a revenge factor after missing the cut at the PGA, you know, quote unquote, a hometown game there in Fort Worth, pretty close to, yeah, to Dallas. And, um, yeah, Scotty, Scotty plays well. I was, I mean, shocked he didn't make a birdie in the final round. I mean, if you would have said the world number one is going to go into the final round with a lead and not make a birdie. Oh, my God. He didn't make a birdie in the final round. I did not see that. Did I guess not he make didn't. A birdie. Holy cow. I don't believe so. Let me double check that. Um, no, yeah, two bogeys. That was it. Two bogeys, 16 pars, oh. two over 72. Um, no birdies. And he missed a really shorty on 12. And I will say, Jim Nance had a pretty good line uh, on Sunday after all these train wrecks were happening. And they kind of did like a little uh, highlight or low light package. And he was like, oh, let's take a look at some of the highlights from the D flight of the club championship. <laughs> it was it was pretty good for Nance because normally he's so straight laced and is never going to yeah, offend he would anyone. Never say something like that. Uh, and then they go ahead and they they show Harold Varner four putt and Davis Rowley hit one out of bounds. Scotty Scheffler missed like a two and a half footer. And all these other bad <laughs> shots that people, I'm like, whoa, Jim Nance, damn, again after these guys. <laughs> um, but man, I, I feel bad. Let's go to Harold Varner for a second. I, I kind of called this. We were talking in the golf shop, and someone was like, "Oh, I'm gonna bet." It was like Friday afternoon. They're like, "I'm gonna bet Varner to win." I said, "What? What's what Varner's gonna do this weekend? He's gonna play great on Saturday, yeah. and get in contention. He might get close to the lead, one off, two off." He's going to tease you. Everybody wants Harold Varner to win because everyone says he's like the nicest guy in the world. And I said, then he's going to fade away. I did not think he was going to fade like he did. And we've talked on this podcast before about people costing themselves a lot of money. So he was tied for the lead at one point and finished. I think it was, I think he was 10 under something like that. And he finished even for the tournament. He shot a 45, 10 over on the back nine. He shot 10 over on the back nine? Uh, with, with a birdie. That's Man, things went south quickly. Went south. He four-putted, I think it was the 12th hole for a triple. He then hit one, I know, he hit one out of bounds on 14. He hit one of the, oh, then, he, oh, yeah, so this is three-hole stretch. He goes seven, five, seven. Well, that's a Virginia area code. Virginia um, <laughs> four putt goes to 13, hits it in the water, par five, par three, excuse me, makes a five. Then it hits one out of bounds on 14. Great bounce back with a birdie on 15, but then doubled 17, bogeys 18. He cost himself roughly probably a million, million and a mm. half bucks. I think they said he made like 56,000 or something like that. That's tough that's that hurts and i i'm rooting for harold i want him to win but it just seems like he gets he gets this taste of it and then comes backwards normally it's not that that far backwards but he's someone again i I hope he can finally break through here but on the pga tour i mean just one was that earlier in the year he won yeah i forget what country that was in but um yeah Made that made some, that crazy long putt on the crazy last hole. crazy long putt. Those I think some bad people paid him, but um, crazy long putt there. I don't know why I do want to take money from those bad people, but mm. it's real money. 
It is real money. Well, it's blood money, but um, it's got That's blood true. on it. Does it? Does it really have blood on it? <laughs> um. So I got a, another shout out real fast. Well, and we're going to get this. We keep teasing this whole Saudi thing here. Um, Mito Pereira. T7. How about that guy? And, you know, I know we talked about that last week, but he, he did. He obviously this week he you know, showed showed who he was, but that's a you don't realize that's a big that's a big monumental loss for a young guy. Like it's like, does this guy ever come back from this to hold the lead at a major with a one shot lead going in the last hole? Double. Not only it's not like he made a bogey and lost in a playoff. You doubled the last hole to not even get in a playoff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, does he bounce back? I, I have a feeling that he does based on the way Joaquin Neiman was talking about him. He's like, this guy fears nothing. Uh, he should feel the 18th hole at Southern Hills, but he doesn't. He didn't. <laughs> he might have to play there for a long time. So Yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like this guy's like, whatever. I don't care. I'll bounce back. And he, they interviewed him. He was like, yeah, I mean, it didn't hit a good shot, but it's, it's all good. I'll come back. And, I mean, it was it was a nice comeback, you know, for him to, to, to finish in the top 10 after kind of throwing that tournament away, but we'll see if he's, he's able to really get over the finish line. Yeah. yeah. But it was good to see that him, he didn't go out there just, you know, completely yeah. lay an egg, get in his own head and, you know, miscut or whatever. Yeah. Like JT. I can't believe JT played in the first place, but he, I, I saw him Friday afternoon. They had him on the coverage and he just looked like, <laughs> he's like, like, get, get me home. Like, what am I doing I don't here? Care. I don't like, care. I don't care. Like, what am I doing here? Why am I playing? He must have had some sort of sponsor's commitment or something, you know. Um, and then he posts that picture Friday night. He's at home drinking a beer, holding the trophy, PJ champion yeah. to Wanamaker. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, Jay's boy, Jordan Spieth, with another great week, T7. He said Jordan's he was, good, playing good, man. Yeah. Playing good. Close, close to home. He's suckling from the teat right there at home. He's not a top I mean, do they how many tournaments do they have in Texas each year? They have, way, they have way too many Six? golf tournaments in Texas. Can we go to other parts of the country, please? Yeah. It's like good gracious. I mean, like no how does like the Ryan city of Chicago how does the so city well. of Chicago not have like a consistent golf tournament? How does the yeah, city of Boston not have a, a consistent golf tournament? How That's does easy. <laughs> That's easy. Like, how does Philly not have a consistent golf. You know, there's, there's a, all there's these places they've golfing. kind of dabbled in that at, at times they've rotated some events there, but it's like, I don't know. Why do we have to have five events in Texas? Like Jesus. Uh, is it, is it, is it I don't know five? how many it is. It's a few. Whatever. I mean, you got the Houston open, you got yep. the Valero, Texas open. You got the yep. Byron Nelson. You got yep. colonial this past week. Yeah. You got uh, the match play World, in Austin, the world golf championship. That's five. That's five right there. I can think about top of my head. Um, yeah, that, that may be all that may be them, it. But still, they go to every major city. Yeah. It's like hell they Houston, go to Dallas. They go to Antonio. Dallas three times essentially. Yeah. You know, Fort Worth and you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's go to other parts of the country. Let's get one in get one in Colorado. Let's you know, there's plenty of good golf well, in, this, have in the, this country. The international out there. They they just don't do that event anymore, do they? No, I, I did. I think there's some event going back there to Cherry Hills or something. Um, but I don't know. Why do we have to go to Texas five times? I, I agree. I don't. I mean, it's you don't need. It's, it's not like they need to go there. 
you know, no, they don't need I understand that they go to where it's warm, but like it's, it's, you know, first of June, May, like we, you can go to somewhere else and it's still nice. You don't have to go to Texas, you know? No, exactly. And I don't know why, you know, especially this time of year, it's, it's May. Like, you yeah, can pretty much. You can pretty much go anywhere. All the golf courses yeah. are gonna be good if you worry about the weather. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, oh well. Hey, real, real fast. What are we drinking? Oh, I am actually. I'm about to. I'm about to pour pour a nice bottle of uh, Blue Run that uh your wife bought me this is gonna sound really weird but (laughs) (laughs) your your wife was hanging out with her brother and they they're down in south carolina and you can fill fill in the blanks but so this is how much of an angel your wife is she she texts me and mike and she's in the in the in this you know liquor store with her brother and he's probably telling her like hey take a picture of this like this is pretty good they may want this they may want this and she sends this picture. I'm sitting on the beach in, you know, Longboat Key in, in Florida. And I get this text from Lindy. Hey, I'm stopping at the liquor store. I've got, tell me if you want anything. And I'm like, yes, I want this. I want this. I want this. <laughs> so she's she's picking us up liquor from South Carolina, the stuff that we can't get in Virginia. So I was like, yeah, I, I really, yeah. I want that, that, and that. And she's like, okay. Yeah, she, like, te- she texted you, myself, and uh, a good buddy of of ours, Matt Branningham, that that you guys work with, and yeah, I think she, I don't think she realized what she was getting into. I think it turned into a little bit more of a chore than she thought. She was just trying to be a nice sweetheart, which of course she is. And yeah, then it was us three knuckleheads in a group chat, like this and that, and <laughs> she ended up buying like ten bottles of. <laughs> yeah, she spent like nine hundred, like nine hundred dollars on booze for us drive back from south carolina so <laughs> i am drinking one of those i'm drinking the old elk the weeded bourbon uh, the weed it's good isn't it? it's so good it's yeah. quickly up there is one of my favorites it's smooth it's a little sweet it's oh yeah. it's good i'll have to give you um some of the i think i had it a couple a couple uh, pods ago the old elk infinity blend okay yeah it's 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 a, it's a weeded bourbon similar to that but it's it's spot on yeah she sent those pictures and i'm like i'm like zooming in on these pictures one i'm trying to read the labels you know because and look at the price and look at the price tags on some of them like oh man i've always wanted to try that like okay well not for that much money especially since i was giving the order to my wife so she was going to know exactly how much i would have been spending on bourbon (laughs) one thing if i can kind of go myself and then kind of you know gloss over it after the fact but you know, the $240 bottle of Elijah Craig was not going to be glossed over by her. So, yeah, I did. I sent a message and I was like, I was like, I'll, I'll take that. If Matt doesn't get it, Matt doesn't have a bottle. I've already, I've, I've got one at a much cheaper price, um, <laughs> but uh, he had, he doesn't have one. And he, I was like, you can, you can have this one for 240. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the other stuff. It was, uh, it was very good. Um, McLean's not here at the very moment. He walked out. Uh, he's suffering um, from his long holiday weekend, and he was drinking water, I believe, when we signed on. Yeah, so very fancy, bougie water. But <laughs> I always think of when I think of Perrier, I always water. think of the uh, what's his name, Sasha Baron Cohen, his character, and uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Do I you know that we were we were in that movie? 
Talladega Nights. You were? I wasn't, but my 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 good buddy Chris Paquette was caddying for me at Q School one year. This was in like 2006 or seven or something like that. And it was in Charlotte. And we were driving by, we were staying right next to Lowe's Motor Speedway. And the lights were on. We're like, hey, let's go check it out. You know, he had never seen it. So we pull up. And no one was there, but the lights were on. We pull up and we're looking at it and we're, you know, we, he, of course, this is his MO. He like, whatever, anything that you can't do he's like, I'm going to do that. Like if it's locked, I'm getting in. If there's a pass to the front gate of a concert, I'm sneaking in like whatever you can't do. I'm going to try to do it. So we get there, the gates are locked. He's like, come on, we can sneak around this side. So we get in. And of course <laughs> there's a group of people and there's a bunch of people in the infield and a group of people all bunch into one area on the track. And so we're walking over and somebody comes up to him. He's like, hey, you, what are you doing here? You can't be here. He's like, oh, no, we're just here to see what's going on. And like, oh, you're here for the filming. And he's like, yes, I'm here for the filming. So we walk over and <laughs> they're filming Talladega Nights. And it's all it's like like the inner track stuff. And he he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. So he stayed. It was like 11 o'clock at night. He stayed till 4 a.m. in the morning to be a to be a like a double, not a double, extra. But like a, extra like a background for the track scene where they're going around the track <laughs> so you don't even see him but you don't even know who he is but he's in there because he's a body and he gets back to the hotel at fucking uh like 5 a.m and i tee off at 7 30 he walks in and he's like oh man he lays down for like 30 minutes and i'm like we get him I'm like all right man we tee him we're like first off and he's like oh, okay i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> he goes straight back to the golf course and he carries my bag for 18 holes and was was will ferrell there and all that or was it will just ferrell like... was not was not there during his shoot we definitely looked for it they're like oh they're filming a will you know they're like it's a will ferrell movie called talladega nights and we we're like oh this is awesome and as soon as they said will ferrell chris was like i've got to be in this I've be in this. <laughs> which it is a cool story like whenever that movie comes on he's like hey i was i was an extra in that movie which is uh is pretty cool that's funny that's um, cool how do we get on that? Oh, the Perrier. That's right. Yeah. I was like, how the hell are we going to get on Anchorman? But we're still related and, to or, golf. It wasn't like it was a complete, you know. Yeah, sure. Rabbit hole. Whatever. Correct. I am drinking I am drinking rabbit hole right now. Oh, that's right. You are. Yeah, you never said what you were drinking. Okay. Rabbit hole, Derringer. This is my go-to. I love this stuff. I think Lindy thought I was serious on that text. That one uh, down at the bottom of her, her shelf was like sugar tit, something or other. <laughs> was the name of the like the moonshine or something that was... A, and did you get it? No, I didn't get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I there was a there was a part of me that when I came home yesterday and she was home and she had the big box of all of our bourbon, I was like, "That's awesome." I was like, "This might not make it to Jay and Matt." But... <laughs> she delivered this morning. <laughs> all right, so I guess. I guess it's about time we do it. We've, we've teased it enough here. Um, we didn't talk a ton about Colonial. My two co-hosts didn't see much of it. So congrats, Sam Burns. But let's let's get into this breaking news here. So the Saudi League, the Live Golf Tour Field Series, whatever the fuck you want to call it, finally came out with their roster of players. They've listed 42 of the 48 players that are going to play next week at the Centurion club in London for their inaugural event. 
whatever the hell that place is. So the big name, Dustin Johnson, is in the field, allegedly. Because I say allegedly, we don't know what the PGA Tour is going to say. I would assume they are crafting their statement already. I'm, I'm sure they probably already have the statement crafted. They're just waiting for this yeah. to come out. I don't know if we will see that tonight. Since we've been recording, Dustin Johnson has, his agent did put out a mini statement. Basically, it said he has no issues. He's been contemplating this for a while, has no issues with the PGA Tour, but just wants to do what's in the best interest of his family. And that would be to be a cash-hungry money grabber. (laughs) Here he is. Mikey hating on the cash. And... So some other names that are playing a, a good handful of guys that we, you know, are pretty much assumed that we're going to play Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, uh, Ian Poulter, Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Kevin Na are in the field. Some surprise knows there's no Phil on this list, but again, there's 42 of the 48. There's a couple other exemptions coming from the Asian tour. There's a couple other, this, this list has something about, you know, a commissioner invitee, which I'm sure Phil said, Hey, I want to play. They're going to invite him to play. There's no Bryson. There's no Kokrak, which he's not a huge name as those two, but he's sponsored by Saudi golf. So that was kind of surprising to, to not see him. And he basically said he wanted to retire by the specific age of 44 years old. <laughs> I still find that funny. Um, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so oh, some other names. So there's, I think it was four guys in the top 50. There's 16 guys in the top 100 in the field. A handful of the guys in the top 100 in the world, I've never heard of, or they're like random euros that I like. Sam Horsfield, who I've kind of heard of. Um, there are some interesting, and we were talking about right before we came on some AMs or recent AMs in the field. So James Piot who won the 2021 last year's USM is in the field. Uh, Turk Pettit, who has now turned pro, he's actually from Clemson. He won the individual NCAA championship last year. And David Puig, who is currently playing tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon will be playing on the Golf Channel for Arizona State in the final match to win the national championship of the NCAAs against Texas. Wow, that's going to be a big... He's going to have to add some que- answer some questions. Not oh, the kind God. of press that his team wants right now. It's live right now. you got to feel like it's going to be addressed. And I did see while we were recording that they had um, some sort of conversation with ASU's head coach. i got to feel like it was touched at that point. I hate that we missed that, but obviously for the audio purposes, did not have that volume on. Yeah. Um, you, you know it's going to be covered tomorrow. There's no oh, way. Yeah. 100%. No way he's not going to have to answer some sort of question or that some yeah. something's not going to get answered either through him himself or his coach. Yeah, and that's yeah. if I'm the coach, I'm like son of a Come bitch. On. Yeah, but there, you know, there's nothing you can do if the guy he knows. And, and now it's not. Week, it's but. also not his fault that this is the day that it comes out on. You know, if it yeah. came out came out two weeks ago, then you already talked It'd about over. it. It's over and it's kind of done with, yeah. right? If yeah. it comes out two days from now. You don't have to talk about it at all. It's just yeah. the, the night of you just advanced at a final match to win, win the NCAA championship as a team. And now yeah, you get this hang over you. Um, that's a bummer. But some other names that were kind of surprising. Taylor Gooch, I thought was very surprising. 
Yeah, um, that's a weird name to be on that list. You know, Hudson Swafford's on there. It's kind of looking more from from the USA kind of guy. Andy Ogletree, who was the AM a couple of years ago. I'm not even sure what what tour he has status on, but uh, you know, a good young like McLean. You were saying earlier, a couple of good young guys that would be you'd think the future of mm-hmm. the PGA Tour. Going there's then there's the random you know Burn Weisberger, Charles Swartzel, um, you know Richard Bland said Burn he was going. Is still top top 100 ranked player in the world. He is number 90. Um, yeah, but I think it's very intriguing to see these guys have another opportunity out of outside of college. Uh, I think it's incredibly interesting to see uh, our first batch of guys basically bypass the traditional way of trying to succeed in professional golf. And all of a sudden you can't really blame them. I mean, what are these guys opportunities? You might get a couple sponsors exemptions and um, maybe try to get out on corn Ferry or Canadian Latino America. If it doesn't work out early on versus going and playing a limited field event with the largest person golf. It's tough, tough to not enter tough not to entertain that. I mean, what's I mean the I, we don't know what the breakdown is, but I want to know what guaranteed is for last place. Yeah, I think that will that make I, so it's it's a twenty it's a twenty million dollar purse for the individual um event. There's forty eight guys, they all get paid. There's no cut. So um and then there's a five million dollar purse that goes to the team event. I'm sure I if I did a little quick digging here, I'd find out the payouts. But um that those are the purses, twenty and five for the individual and the team. Yeah, I mean, to your point, McLean, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I just, again, coming from somebody who you know tried to play for however long, and there was no guarantees in golf. You know, you earn your keep, play a lot of good golf, but just whatever reason, don't, you know, don't play well at the right tournament, and you don't make any money. You know, that's so. If you have a chance to take that money up front. Um, and again, that's the debate that you'll have. It's like, do I take that? Do I take that money and guarantee myself this and see what happens and see if this tour turns into something and, and I've got a real place to play, or do I just go the conventional route and try to try to do it the uh, let's say the honorable way and then never make it anywhere, never make it on tour, and then no one knows who I am and I'm selling insurance in three years and like. Okay, well, know, what about? What about if you you go play on this thing and then you get banned from the PGA Tour? This thing folds and is shit in two years. Then what? Well, you take whatever money you get right now. And I don't know how much these guys are getting, but they're all going to get paid. Um, And I don't know what guarantees they've given them. And I don't know what each one of these guys are making. But if for a young guy to come out of college and to do it, they, they must be giving them some guaranteed money. Okay, so it's four million dollars to the winner. It's a hundred and twenty thousand to last place for forty eighth. Is what I'm what and I'm. We seeing don't know here. what any of the, what any of the tee up money is for this tour. We don't know that yet. That's all. Speculation. No, and and I'm willing to bet some of these guys aren't getting tee up money. I bet you the tee up money is only going to the top handful of guys: the the DJs, the Sergios, the Lee Westwoods. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get these. They're not going to get these young, these young AMs to commit to a tour like that. Because if you won the U.S. Amateur, you're going to get seven starts, and you're going to get, you know, in the, you're going to get seven figures. If for, and and maybe in terms of any type of endorsement deal, 
Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get half a million to seven figures as a USAM if a USAM champ and and your seven starts and whatever you normally get. So they they've got to be getting a lot more than that to to make the jump. So they've got to be giving that guy those guys. I mean, it's three of them, right? Three amateurs that well. That so there's have, so there's four. Yeah. You know, Andy Ogletree won the 19 USAM. He's recently turned pro for a couple of years, but I don't know what tour he's on. Then you got Turk Pettit, who just recently turned pro. He was the NCAA champion last year. And then you have the two that are still AMs, James Piot, last year's US AM champ, and David Puig, um, who, we, again, we were just talking about plays for Arizona State. I think there's one other AM from Europe um, as well that I've never heard of, or actually Thailand. Um, excuse me. But, I mean, some of these guys, like. We got to think they're all going to be dropping. The are, they, are they paying you know, I, Wade I Ormsby a fee to play on this tour? They're going to like, come on. They're just trying to fill the field. Takes money. Yeah, to maybe that. with guys like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying all of the guys are, are getting uh, getting a payday, but uh, there would be no incentive for, especially the most, the, the recent, you know, USAM champ to do this unless he's I mean, getting Chase Chase Kepka is in the field, who pretty sure I'm doesn't have status anywhere. His his bio here to to sell all these players, he has six professional top ten finishes. Yeah, so do I if you count the middle Atlantic PGA. Like what yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's weird job. that he's in the field. Like, yeah, Chase Kepka is in the field. That's weird that he's in the field. So I don't know. You guys know my stance. I think it's a cash gun, cash grab, money grab, whatever. These guys are chicken shit. I understand the old guys. They're like, ah, my career's done. I'm going to go over. Hey, but DJ, don't you want to be the best player in the world? Don't you want to win major championships? And you're going to go play against fucking Wade Ormsby. Like, congratulations, DJ. You beat Wade Ormsby. Like, wow, what a real competitor you are. Like, I think it's just chicken shit for these guys. Like, I get it. It's money. It's generational. But you know what? The money doesn't care to me. I don't I don't get it. I don't make nearly that much money. You're a golfer. You're a competitor. You should be able to play against the best and beat the best and win championships, not go play the fucking Centurion Club in London with six other guys who maybe kind of are good at golf and the rest are just looking for a cash grab because they know they suck at golf and they can't make it on the professional tour, but you're a DJ. You're allegedly has the most talent of any guy out there and uh, bye-bye. See ya. I'm too late. I'm too lazy. I'm too much of an idiot. I'm just going to go take the cash grab. Like go fuck you, DJ. I'm done with you. You're dead to me. <laughs> I mean, it. I, uh, I, I do. I, there must've been a lot of money for them to get DJ because I, I, I felt like he was one of the premier players on the PJ tour. Like he didn't need to do this. Like he was, this is Taylor made's flagship guy. He was one of the top 10 guys on the PGA tour. Top five guys, really. I mean, he's won a PGA tour event every year since he's been on tour since 2000 yeah. and whatever, seven, six, seven, whatever it is. So it's like, why wow, he didn't need to do this. So it must've been a lot of money for them to, to, to give it to him. So until I hear how much money, I I can't criticize him because if it's if it's a substantial amount of money, uh, then I don't blame him. I mean, I, I get as a fan, we're like, hey, I want I want you to play, but in the end of the day, you're like, 
if, if it's that much money, like, hey, I don't have to do anything. But it goes, it goes for any sport. What if, like, <clears throat> there's a, a fucking three-on-three basketball league that starts, and they're like, hey, KD, here's $100 million. I'm going to be like, okay, great. Good job, KD. You're going to go dunk on guys that were playing at the Y. Like, awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's just chicken yeah. shit. Well, I mean, I, I, the way I look at it, like, I understand what you're saying. The money might not be like, chicken shit, though. I know, but it's not about money. It's not all about it money. It kind of is, though, but it kind of fucking is. That's not the whole really, though. These guys are playing it for not the only reason, but it's one of the big reasons that these guys. It play seems like it's the only reason DJ is playing for is the money. It might be. I mean, think about it. We've looked at him for many years and say, man, sometimes he just looks uninterested. Then you see him holding the picture of the fish on the back of the boat, having the goddamn time of his life. And if someone said, hey, you can come over here for 100 million over five years and then you can go fish for the rest of your life. I think he can't even get mad at the guy. It's not like he's going to, he yeah. needs the money. I mean, geez. I just think way less of him as a person and as a competitor. Well, then why did you put him so high at, to begin with? Because he was, I mean, look at his track but, record. Why would you ever put that guy on in any? Because I, I was told this guy has the most amount of talent. And if you have the most amount of talent in a sport, <clears throat> you should be trying to compete against the best. Sorry. Should you? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the majors where they're allowed to play moving forward mm-hmm. is dj able to i mean think about it can does this give him the ability to almost play a tiger schedule he he will have enough money that now he can yep. go play four majors a year still see the best guys out there and he probably won't get four majors a year but let's say a hey, couple one or two if i were running the us open the master the uh, the masters obviously the pga like i said they're going to be in cahoots with the 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 pga tour but or the the British Open, I'm sorry, the Open Championship. I would want some of these these villains to come play in this event. It's better ratings. Like if if they, I feel like if if they take a stance and push these guys out, it's gonna be it's, there'll be a big uprising. I think you're gonna start to see people pick sides, and it could be bad for all those parties involved. If the PGA Tour wants to do that, that's fine. And I I think that this is a way for you know, uh, you know, Augusta or Augusta national and the, and the, the board at Augusta or uh, the RNA and uh, you know, the USGA, this is a way for them to separate themselves. Like, Hey, we want the best players. This is the open championship. This is the U S open. We want the best players regardless. I'm sorry, PJ tour. You don't like this tour, but this is open to everybody. And Augusta is kind of their own enigma. They can pick and choose who they want whenever they want. So I would be as a fan, it would be in their best interest to let these guys play. So I feel yeah, like I can see that. Yeah. I feel like in the end of the day, they're probably going to let them play. Maybe not the PGA championship, but they're going to let them play in the majors. And I think that's what, I think that's what DJ's banking on. He's like, Hey, I'm going to play in the majors and, and I'm screw everybody else. I don't care. I'm going to, if I win, you know, four majors, five majors, the two majors that I have, that that's it. That's it. And I'm going to make, a couple hundred million and I'm going to ride up into the sunset. It would it, would it be the way that I would go? I don't know if I would do it that way, but I can't, I can't fault him for, for, for taking that and, and setting himself and his family up. Although his family is tied to the Gretzky family. So I don't think that they absolutely need it, but you never know. You don't know anyone's situation. Yeah, and what he's, they need he's and got, what they don't need. he's got plenty of money to buy his cocaine to snort off Paulina's ass. He's got tons of money for that already. Well, so we've probably said the same thing about Phil Mickelson, but little did we know that he gambled a couple hundred million good away. Point, so good point. Good point. So you never know what, what they need. Yeah. I don't know. I just think 
you know, I'm I'm against the Saudi league as if you haven't noticed uh, over the last six months. Um, I, I'm on the fence. We don't know what the product looks like yet. I think it's going to yeah. look like shit. It might. There's very fucking good chance it will. But there's enough money that they've involved into the project that it's intriguing. There's there's a yeah. stronger strength of field at the Seminole Pro member than there is this thing. Without <laughs> question. Without yeah, no, question. yeah, no question. That's a, and there's that's a there's good. like there's like five five guys in this field. Like Which what make me feel pretty good if I was one of those five. Yeah, hundred million and I get to play for four million against these fucking guys. I could suddenly make my schedule available. And I think it's probably I, I think DJ's number is probably in the north or got to be somewhere around that hundred million mark. I mean, we've heard of what they were trying to pay for their be. top guys. I think eventually they probably got desperate and it could have they could have said, DJ, we'll give you a buck twenty five. I mean, with the amount of money they have over there, an extra. I mean, this is like a glorified exhibition money. event. For a buck twenty-five, it's a little more than that, bro. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I know, I know. You're million, so you're so caught up on the money. Years, you're so caught up on the money. How can you not? How can you not be? What are all professional sports have in common? I get it. I get it. They play for money. I get it. I'm just, I, but I'm just but saying, at the that, end of the day, they also they also play to compete and be the best and win trophies and set but records. If money and, wasn't involved. Would they still want to compete and practice? And did they still have the drive to get to where no. they made it? No. If you couldn't no, go, right. money career, the, if there were, if if there were go, no money on the PGA tour, you would, the best players in the world would not play out there. They would do no, something else. They'd be on a hustler circuit somewhere yep. around Myrtle beach. Yep. But yeah, I get that. But it's not, we're, we're talking about the PJ, like the PJ tour has no money. Like DJ's made $75 million on the golf but course. You're the PGA tour and probably another hundred million off the golf course. Yeah, yeah you're I right. mean, made your point was it's not million. about the money, but it is about the money. Like they wouldn't do it if it 100%. wasn't if there was no money. One hundred percent. I get that. I get that. I know I'm a romantic when it comes to this, but it's just like I don't know. Like, congrats. Like, don't give me any fucking accolades when you win this, DJ, because you've done nothing. Fair. But collect a yeah. big ass. I get check. the big ass check, McLean. I get it. I fucking heard you the first hundred times. <laughs> Jesus but you just still Christ. don't seem to be getting it. You just still don't seem to be fucking getting it. You don't seem I mean, to be getting it. Think about what you just said. Think about what you just said, though. He's made seventy-five million in his career, right? I get it. I know. I know. I know how to do math. I know. I know. One hundred all, hundred million dollars in one year versus seventy-five million over twenty years. I get it. I can fucking do math. <laughs> it, it's just I mean, you do nothing for me. You do nothing for me because guess what? That hundred million does nothing for me. Does nothing for me. So I don't give two are you, shits. Are you not going to watch? I'm not going to watch. It's going to be shit. Are you keep track. I can't. I can't wait till DJ's paired in the final pairing with Sean, Sean Norris, whoever the fuck that is. You don't know Sean Norris. I he do. But like, you, does anyone else? Does anyone else know Sean Norris? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Who what, Sean what, country, what country is he from? South Africa. <laughs> okay. Wow. There you go. Like. He's going to be in uh, Adrian. I can't even pronounce that guy's last name. Like, who the hell is J.C. Ritchie? Like, who? DJ. Man, he made that putt to beat J.C. Ritchie. Did you guys fucking see that? Holy yeah, crap. J.C. Ritchie was making a charge. Like, Yeah, it was awesome. It was going to be come awesome. On. on the Centurion Club, the ultra unbelievable Centurion Club. Like, oh, God, I got to watch this. I got to stream this on YouTube, man. I got to do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch it because I want to see what the hell happens and what the setup is. 
I, I want to see like fucking TV towers fall over. I want this thing to be so dilapidated <laughs> that like it's a shit show out there. Like they just had the COO uh, resign last week. He's out. He's Did already really? like he's already like I'm bye bye. I'm gone. Sorry, I can't do this. Yeah, that's a good sign for your tour. Who was who was the CEO of this? I don't fucking know. They probably don't even know who it was. Man, what if this what if this tour just takes off, Mikey? And just like a I mean, when you ship. when you got when you got Blake Windred carrying the flag for the tour, I mean, yeah, it could take off. <laughs> when you got Scott <laughs> Vincent just as one of your staples on the tour, yeah, yeah I mean, I would I would put my money behind that tour with Scott Vincent. You have guys on here without a world ranking because guess what? There's a fucking comma in their world ranking. That's why they didn't put it on the sheet. <laughs> you also noticed that all they said was professional wins, not PGA tour. They didn't signify yeah, anything. Like I told you, like yeah. Chase Kepka, like six professional top 10 finishes. It says Chase Kepka, USA. They leave the world ranking spot blank. And then it says six professional top 10 finishes. You could put me on this list. Maroney, Mike, USA, world golf ranking is blank, six professional top 10 finishes. I would fit, and no one would know. Someone reading this, some Joe Blow sitting on their couch, like, oh, hey, God, the live golf list is out. Let me look at this. Oh, man, Mike Maroney's in the field. He's got six professional top 10 finishes. <laughs> yeah, they were in the MAPGA Southern Chapter Championship, like, with 14 other shirt folders. Like, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch Mike Maroney in his six top ten finishes. I mean, That's God, funny. it's going to be awesome when him and Jediah Morgan are coming down the stretch here. I can't <laughs> wait to see who who tears that one up. Like, yeah, are you going to be I on mean, DraftKings? Are we going to have to start doing two different sets of picks each week? No, you, yeah. you two can do that. You can take that on your own satellite show. <laughs> going down. You can edit going that one. You can edit that one yourselves, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was so I just pulled up DraftKings and like five tournaments popped up and I was like, no way, it's not it's not on there. It's not on there. No, I, I was gonna be really happy. I gotta see the value of Shiwan Kim. I gotta see what they put him on DraftKings. I mean, if he's sub eight thousand, I'm taking him. Is it what? What is, is it? I'm just fucking joking around. I'm like, who are these people? Like, Supposedly that person's from United States. Plane said that they really, it really was on DraftKings. And I was no, like, really. All right, let's let's no, get it. Let's get the second one. Um, I will watch. Only out of curiosity, not out of not out of hate, but I will watch it. I want to see what the, I want to see what it's all about. Like, I want to see how corny it is. See if it's professional. Literally, you're gonna put that much money into bringing these players over. Let's see if it's, if it's well done. And if it's not, then we can make fun of it. Oh man. Sorry. I just, it, this is, it's going to take off. Mike, it's going to take off. It's going to be one of the greatest tours of all time. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, uh, <laughs> Lori Cantor's playing. So, I mean, I don't know how it wouldn't take off. I, who is Lori Cantor? I have no Good idea. fucking question. He's got one I mean, professional. He's got one professional win in case you were wondering. It could have been the RGA Pro Sweeps that I won earlier in the year. He could have won that last year, for all we know. Like, oh, McLean, McLean, you've got more more professional wins than this guy. Yeah, <laughs> Jay, how many professional I mean, wins got, do you have? Me? Yeah, twenty. I don't know, twenty four, three, four, five, something like that. Okay, well, this guy's got seven. This guy's got two. This guy's got one. 
This guy's got another guy got I'm one. Tied with, got I'm tied with the guy three. with one. One. I mean, two professional wins for this guy. Three professional wins. Who knows where the fuck they were? But you know, he's got three wins. Yeah, they don't. They don't list him. Yeah, I mean, he won the C flight in his club championship when he was 12 years old. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and where's Phil? I don't know. I I would have lost money. I would have bet he was going to be on this list. If you would have asked me to place a wager ahead of this list coming out, I would have said he was going to be on it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I I, I think he, I would have said the same thing. So he must spot for him. I think. Yeah, he must really be in a tight spot, and I doubt it's from anything other than it revolves around money, some potential money, or some litigation, because that's what he revolves himself around. There's some type of litigation around his name or what he could or should have, couldn't have done or should have done and what money the live tour owes him. And I guarantee he's trying to get, he's with his lawyers trying to work out some type of plan to get what he should have been, get, get what he should, should be owed. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to go back to the BGA tour. He's kind of holding his cards. Once the suspension's over. Yeah. Once the suspension's over. I'm trying to scour. That is, that is one thing that we need. We should do a we should do an investigative report on the suspensions on the PJ Tour. It is a hundred percent a thing. Oh yeah, and like finding out who's been suspended. Bryson DeChambeau was a hundred percent suspended. Matt Every's on that list. That's why he's announcing. Oh yeah, I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I think that these guys get a they get a they get a couple free I don't want to say free passes but they get a kind of hey you did this wrong or you failed this test or blah 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 you know you need to take a two week break or a three week break and then hey the next one's a ten week break and then if you do it again it's a six month break I mean there's too many things that line up for these guys. Uh, and, and, and let's be honest, look at every professional organization guys get suspended all the time for dumb shit, whether it's disciplinary things or it's PEDs or oh, yeah. it's other stuff. Why is the PGA tour any different? I mean, these guys are, there's still some knuckleheads out there. Oh, I mean, hundred percent. And I'm not judging them. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I'm no different. I mean, I've done my fair share of dumb shit, but. It's there, but the, the PJ Tour makes it seem like they don't. They're like they're trying to uphold this brand, obviously for their sponsors. That you know, every player on this tour is the utmost respect for everyone and respectable. And it's like that. Come on, they're real people. They fuck up, you know. Let's let's see what see what see what's going on. Hey, real fast, this this just came through. It's just interesting. So Dustin Johnson, one of his big sponsors is RBC. They backed out. They dropped him. Well, when I'm, I'm assuming they're going to because next week's the RBC Canadian Open. He's skipping to play in this thing. Oh, oh man. Wow, that's a that's a bold move. There must that be event. a lot of money then. Must be a lot of money. I mean, he plays they in all... Them- they sponsor a couple of events. He always plays with them because he's one of their, you know, on their all their commercials. He's their poster boy. He got the big stupid logo on his sleeve. That thing's huge, that RBC logo. Oh, he's got a sleeve. It's not. It's not even five million for the sleeve. I bet it's less than that. I bet it's a million, two million for a sleeve. 
So he's like, Liv, what can you give me? You give me 10 million to back out of this? 15 million? Sure. All right. Sorry, RBC. I'm out. Gone. He already has shirts without the logo. Well, UP, UPS, has- UPS dropped. Um, people noticed at the PJ Championship that Westwood and uh, Louis Oosthuizen did not have the UPS logo on their shirt anymore, and they dropped them. Last so a couple is, weeks is ago, Louis in, Louis in the field too. Louis in the yeah. field, yeah. Whoa, I didn't see that. Wow, that's a big that's a big move for Louis. He was still he's still playing good golf. He was West he was Westwood is not. No, he was suspected to be going over there though, so it wasn't a surprise. But, um, yeah. I mean, I will say, I mean, we've talked about this obviously ad nauseum over the last you know eight months, but. I, and I'm and I am a big I'm a big fan of pushing the envelope and and competition and we've heard me say this over and over I think it's good I think it's good for golf I do think it's good for golf I think it's good for any tour that thinks that they've got it all figured out because the PJ Tour does not and obviously there's plenty of players that agree um, but I don't think that it's going to be this tour which is the sad part. Oh, this this is not going to create the competition. I do think that there there is someone or some tour that's getting their shit together, and it's maybe the Premier Golf League, whatever it is. They're they're getting all their ducks in a row to try to make a run to to push this and try to change the envelope a little bit and make it different, make it fun, add some add some variability to golf. Um, because let's be I mean let's be honest, since you know unless Tiger's playing or I mean, since the Tiger era, it's not, it's, it, it, nobody knows what the hell is going on. If you talk to somebody that doesn't like golf, they don't know anybody except Tiger. Nobody. I mean, yeah. so what can we do to like change it up? Like I, we need to switch it up some way, shape or form. And do I have the, I don't have the answers, but I do know that the change is necessary right now. I don't think it's this tour because I think they're, they're very, I think they're careless and I don't think they're very organized I, as we've all, all the things that we've pointed out. And the sad thing is, to your point, though, is if we do lose, if the PGA Tour does evoke this ban and and the majors do invoke a ban, uh, evoke a ban on these some of these top tier players, we lose some of these guys that are fun to watch, like a Dustin Johnson. You know, I, I think he probably the buck stops with him. I mean, Louis, I do like watching Louis swing, so it, it it'd be shitty to not see him playing. I mean, more. it's gonna suck to not see Blaine Windred anymore. I mean, I mean, he was really up there. He was high. He was high on my list. I don't know what I'm gonna do with no JC Richie in my life. It's just gonna be it's gonna be hard, but I'll I'll figure it out. JC's a good player. He's good. He's real good. I mean, you you he was he's probably a top ten talent. You just haven't heard of him yet. I'm sure. I just saw something uh, on Twitter saying DJ 150. 150. I mean, that's. I don't know if that's money. accurate. I don't know if that's accurate. That's the first thing that I've seen. Yeah, that's one of the guys from No Laying, no laying Up. Put that out, I believe. Yeah, Tron Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I could go on and on mocking all this shit for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you see Monday Q info real quick? Sorry, Mike. I apologize. No, go ahead. Monday Q info just said, just got a call from a person in the know that said one of the AMs got six million up front and two hundred and fifty K a start. Damn. That's pretty good. I, that would that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean it says that's the biggest issue for the tour if they start picking off the top AMs, mark it down, PGA Tour U, 
top five will be a full tour card very soon. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now you're losing all the top, you know, you're losing that top talent from these guys that are, that yeah. are the big amateurs getting ready to make a splash. You know, you correct a direct feeder system with all of a sudden uh, guaranteed cash. It's a no-brainer for these guys. I'm telling you, it's a no-brainer. Coming out of college, it's not a no-brainer. It's not a no-brainer. And it's 250, a no-brainer. 250k a start. That's it, a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. What is if you're 21 years old and they're giving you six million two fifty a start? It's a no-brainer, especially if the tour kind of somehow hangs around. Well, but if, if the tour doesn't, it, what if the tour doesn't and it's over in two years? I'm, I'm no, I'm saying as Locked a new coming player coming in, if the dollars. tour fades, obviously you don't do it. But, but as a as a player right now, like, but so it's it's not a no-brainer because it's a risk, right? These kids had to make up a mind. Okay, do I take the cash right now and hope this thing succeeds? Or do I take the cash now, and if it doesn't succeed, I may not be able to play on the PGA Tour, and I have to go do whatever. Yes, you, yeah. you're you're, you're going to do that with ten million in your pocket, but that's still it's not going to feed you. It's forever. a no-brainer. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I, the, 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 this game is so effing hard, dude. It's like go back and look at the list of all the guys, the NCAA champions or that all Americans that you've never heard of. I mean, oh, go I back know. every year. And there's only one or two guys that come out on top that are all Americans. I mean, it just, it's so hard. It's just so hard. Like you, you can be the best college golfer ever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at Ryan Moore. I mean, granted he's still on tour and he's made it, made a good run, but like, he's not a household name and he had the greatest college, you know, season and a half of anyone in the history of, college athletics in terms of golf and you know this is a guy that you know you you know who he is if you're a golf enthusiast but if you don't know golf you have no idea who this guy is no idea um but so as a as a young kid coming out it's like yeah do you think about it for a second and then you look at the money you're like i'm not gonna get that i'm not gonna get that guarantee on the pga tour you know hey i can go do this for a year it folds it folds I go in, I get another job, do something else or, or go play somewhere else where they, they'll let me play until, you know, I, I don't feel like if this, if this is a one year thing, there's no way that they ban these people for life. If they do, they're going to have a lot of, they're going to have a lot of liability, a lot of litigation on their hands. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You're, you're probably right there. Yeah. I think, I don't it, think, I think they're going to ban these people for life. I think it's, it's, it may be for a season, uh, maybe for two, two seasons, Yeah, but how do you blame a how do you blame a 21 year old kid that has no allegiance to the PJ Tour and they play over here you. to come out and they're like, hey, I did this, it didn't work. Hey, I don't have anywhere else to play. I, I can play on your tour. I can qualify. And why would you ban this guy from playing? Um, so I, I, that's the way. I, as a young kid, that's the way I look at it. I know they've I they've dreamed that. they've dreamed of beating Chase Kepka all these years. So I, I get it. <laughs> Uh, they've dreamed of, they've dreamed of $6 million in the bank account of the 21, 22 year old. I know that. Uh, yeah. They're ready to get rid of that Honda Accord. I can promise you that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Enough Saudi bullshit. I can't wait for you guys to watch it and tell me all about it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, you probably won't be able to watch it, but you know, maybe, we'll someone, you. maybe someone will live tweet it. So, all right, let's let's get to this week because this is a great week on the PGA Tour, the greatest tour 
in the world to play golf <laughs> with actual people that you know and actually competitors and people who want to win and play the game for the right reasons. Yes, they're going to make a bunch of money when they're doing it, but they're going to have Jack Nicholas shake their hand at the end of the weekend with a championship. Which is cool. Which is very cool. Um, again, one of my favorite weeks on tour, we got the memorial this week at Muirfield Village. Uh, I worked here, so I've played this golf course a whole bunch. Know a lot about it, although Jack likes to basically tweak or do something change every, every year, year on this golf course. And so, yeah, it's always a fun event. It's always falling right, uh, falling Memorial Day. And actually looking at the weather forecast, because historically they get the unluckiest break with weather and rain constantly at this place. But it does look like uh, maybe a chance of rain on Thursday. But other than that, sunny skies and low winds. So it should be perfect weather for these guys to try to attack it. Although Jack has made it harder and harder and the rough uh, reports are the rough is thick. And I'm sure the greens will be rock hard and fast. They're always lightning fast at this place. So um, again, just because I played there so much, it's, it's fun to watch and, you know, think of shots that I hit and, but yeah. So, you know, wide fairways, typical Jack Nicholas golf course, wide fairways. I don't think driving is going to be a premium this week, even though the rough is long, obviously you don't want to miss it, but uh, some of the stats show that the driving accuracy, the driving accuracy this week is a lot higher than the PGA tour average. So uh, usually these guys are hitting a lot of fairways, but then it gets a lot more challenging around the greens. Greens are a little bit smaller than PGA tour average, usually firm, like I said, fast, tough, rough around the green. So I think it's going to be a guy who wins is good iron player in a good short game, good around the green. Um, and it's a very, very strong field, not as strong as a Centurion club next week. Um, but it is pretty strong. Close. It's close, close to it. They don't have, they didn't get JC Richie, um, in the field this week. I unfortunately, that's yeah. tough. It was a tough, tough decision for him. Yeah. He didn't want to fly to Ohio, then back to London and you know, wherever he was probably, you know, I don't know what fucking rinky dink tour he was playing on in, in Egypt or somewhere who knows. Um, so probably a lot of travel for him. So he's just going to stay, stay over there. But <laughs> we are mad at <laughs> JC Richie on this podcast. We don't even know uh, the guy. He's done nothing to us. And we need to get JC Richie on this attack. podcast before the attack. Can we reach out to his people? I'm, I'm going to reach out to his people and see if we can get him on. Or just DM his non-verified account on Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, he's just one of the like five names that I could pronounce that I've never heard of before. So <laughs> they didn't have the phonetic, they didn't have the phonetic spelling of the pronunciation of their names on here. So, but all right, who wants who wants to go first with their picks? Um, he's South African, by the way. Okay, awesome, great, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> He has 10 professional wins, so he, this guy may be legit. Sure. Again, but, I got six professional. I have more than six professional top tens, which is better than Chase Kepka. So am I legit? <laughs> you don't know where they occurred. How do you know if he's legit? That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, 10 wins means they actually won. So that's uh, the ten to- the six top tens is all right. weird. Well, I've got two. Um, all right, I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get after it. Um, no clue how this is all going to pan out, but, um, anyway, uh, I got Bo Hostler at 6,200. Uh, 
he's had two good finishes in the last three weeks, so we're going to give him a shot at 6200 bucks. That's pretty low for Bo. It's pretty good. I would say yeah, this is a, it's he, a pretty deep field, so some of the value, you can get a lot of value down the board a little bit. Yeah. And and he's a he's you know he's kind of a streaky guy so I mean but if he if he's playing well and can make the cut um, I think that his price tag will be um, he'll pay for himself if he can just make the cut and and have a decent decent week um, then I jump up to Mr Ricky Fowler um, nothing great but I'm just looking at the numbers um, in terms of the the scores in the last you know six to uh, well, actually, eight, eight to 12 rounds. Everything's under par. He's had two rounds over par, a 74 and a 75, but everything else, low 70s, high 60s, 166. And I know he's not – he hasn't played the, the greatest golf, but I feel like he's definitely trending in the right way, and he's got some decent success at at, uh, at the Memorial. So at that price tag, I'm going to give him a shot. Uh, Mark Leishman, another guy who's just – grinds his way around. I feel like he plays hard golf courses really well. And I, I don't expect him to win, but if he can, if he can make a cut and give me a top, top 25 finish, uh, that would make that price tag pretty valuable. Um, then I jump up to Mr. Patrick Reed at 7,900 bucks. Again, played well last week, decent at the PGA championship. Um, he's really played you know, decently well over the last five events. He had a bad second round at the Wells Fargo. I'm not sure where that came from. That was kind of an outlier. So um, he's trending in the right way. I mean, one of my favorite players, one of he's a really good stand-up guy, and everyone pulls for him. So um, I'd like to see him play well this week. Um, and then I move up to Mr. Xander Shoffley, mm. who, again uh, – Tr- slowly trending in the right direction, but also has a great, great course history here yep. at, uh, at the Memorial. So I'm hoping with the, the two combining that he is, uh, he's ready to get into contention. Um, and my favorite. Hello. Yeah. He's, he's definitely frozen. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead. And my picks. <laughs> All right, go go ahead, McLean. Uh, Jay has just frozen, so he, we'll get back is, to him in a second. He is toast. He's going to come back on a separate screen without question. Um, regardless, starting down at the bottom, guys had a pretty good year. Mr. Keith Mitchell, 7,300, I think is a great value pick. Moving up from there, big dog, Mr. Mark Leishman, 7,500. Again, someone I consider a good value pick. Mike, you're right. You know, this field is deep, you know, missing a couple of notable players. Um, I was looking for DJ. Couldn't find him. Usti, he's out. Uh, outside of that, I had to go around and look at a couple different, different guys. Uh, moving up from there, again, guy who's been having a solid year, Mr. Joaquin Neiman. Gets himself into contention a lot. Um, 8300 and then up $100, Corey Connors. Yeah, good pick. And then Mr. Max Homa at 8,700. Another good pick. And Jordan Spieth at 97. Spieth, he's been a popular, popular player on our picks here. Well, I mean, you got to go with where the stats lie, and the guy just seems to have um, found some of that confidence back, and he seems to be hitting the golf ball better than I think he's ever hit it. I I really do. I like those Connors and Homa picks. I had about eight variations of my team. Um, and they were both on there at one point. Didn't make the uh, 
the final roster. So I will give you my squad again. It's a, most of these guys are good iron players with pretty good short games and also some recent form. It's kind of who I who I chose. Um, I'm going to go with my bottom guy, 7,200, Ricky Fowler as well. Um, like Jay said earlier, and hey, Jay, welcome back. We'll, we'll get back to the end of your picks here in a second. Um, we moved on. You already know you. who I picked. I'm sure you do. No, we only heard we only heard three of your picks, so we're going to get back oh. to you here in a second. So oh, it cut off that early. Yeah, it cut off early. So um, I got uh, Ricky Fowler, 7,200. He's his game's trending. It's getting better. Um, and like Jay said, he does play this golf course very well with a lot of high finishes over the last five years. Um, so I'm going to go Ricky Fowler, 7,200. Then I'm going to go up to Chris Kirk, 7,700. Just love how he's playing right now. Uh, last two weeks, some really good finishes. He's had a strong finish here in the past, and I like how his game uh, will fit this golf course. All my guys, I didn't go for any really of the top guys. I kind of went value. I think there's a lot of good, solid players a little bit down the board. So then I go up to uh, Joaquin Neiman, $8,300, just like you, McLean. Uh, hits his irons really well and is actually a lot better around the greens than I had thought until I did my research. So I like Joaquin Neiman there. Then these next three guys are all pretty similar price range. Um, Cam Young, just hitting the ball. Unbelievable. His last finish is third, second, third, if that's any good. And though he's long. He's going to hit a lot of fairways here. He's going to have short irons in. His iron game is good. So I like, like him to play. And he plays tough golf courses well. Then I go up to uh, Sung J M. Just got a good all-around game. Has had some good success here at Muirfield in the past and playing well with um, last three finishes in the top 21 or better. And then uh, Shane Lowry, who I pick a whole bunch on this DraftKings podcast. He's having the year of his life, still hasn't won. His recent finishes, 23rd, 3rd, 3rd, 12th, 13th, 2nd, 24th, 12th. Um, that's pretty good, I think, since that's January. Um, and again, he plays here well. I like his iron game. I like his um, his short game around these greens. And I don't know if I have the winner on here because it always does seem to be like the horses, especially the last five years. It's kind of the one of the top guys in the top ten in the world is going to win this most likely. Um, but I think my squad. They're all going to finish top 40. I mean, they're all going to make the cut. They're all going to finish top 40. And I think they're going to do uh, pretty well. So, all right, Jay, you had just picked Xander, I believe, when you cut off. Yeah, and, that was the uh, last one I heard. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's hacking up a lung or sneezing or coughing. And physical difficulties. Or what? He just lunged off the couch <laughs> with some sort of bodily fluid. Eliminating looked, from his body. It looked like some scotch got caught back there. <laughs> you okay, you're alive. You're still on mute. <laughs> He's gathering himself. Okay, I'm All back. Right, there we go. Whoop! And you just I'm back. How did that just happen? I don't know. So Xander Xander was my last pick. At, that was the last one that we two, all heard. Right? Yes. Great, great. And then so you got you got all you got five of my. Okay, picks. so we got five. Okay. Yeah. 
so that leaves, and I did I've preface it with my my favorite golfer of all time currently on the PGA Tour. Who do you think it is? Are you picking Spieth again? No, no, oh. he's not my favorite golfer of all time. No, I thought you were being be sarcastic. Be I thought you were being sarcastic. This is, like, this is not part sarcasm. This is my favorite golfer on the PGA Tour right now. Rory McIlroy. Rory MFing McIlroy. God, I wish Justin is Thomas was trending. He's going to win. He's going to so, backdoor I mean, top gotta, five is what he's going to do. I got to pick the winner. And if he doesn't win, he's going to backdoor top three. Because <laughs> he makes a ton of birdies. And, you know, here we are. Get it, Rory. Get it. All right. Um, I like it. I mean, again, I, I love Rory. I hope he does well. Um, he'll probably win this and then disappoint in the majors. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just I just mean, telling it like it is. We don't have to keep talking about it, but he could have easily. You talk about Justin Thomas's win from seven back. Rory would have won from nine back. Should have, could have, would have. Yeah, easily done yeah. it. He he was he, was he four under through for the day, four under through five for the four tournament, five. and then did not make another birdie the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. And not only that, did but he that did he did not hit. He did not make – I mean, he didn't have – other than the bogey on the very next hole, he blocked it right. But after that, he hit, like, so many shots inside of, like, 10 to 12 to 15 feet and did not make anything. I mean, every time they they they, they uh, clipped to him, it was Rory with, like, a 8-footer, Rory with an 11-footer, Rory with a 12-footer, and he missed he missed everything right. It's typically where he misses. He pushes everything. But I was like, wow. God, if this guy could ever figure out putting in his wedges. If he just could have figured out not shooting a million when the weather was easy and he had the True. easy side of the draw and JT had the hard side of the draw and shoot 67, 67 with the hard side, the bad breaks, then maybe he would have done something. <laughs> oh, well, let's, we're connecting <laughs> a lot of weird dots here. <laughs> but, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> yeah. Ron. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll be honest, because I always am. <laughs> JT and Rory playing their best golf. It's not even close. Well, we haven't seen Rory's best golf in eight years. so Yeah, but his best golf was still way better than JT's. Maybe. No. Not maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So We're not going JT back is, is an incredible player, and I'm, I'm being honest. I'll be the first to say it. He just won the PGA Championship. He's an incredible player. Absolutely. But, again, if Rory is playing at his top notch, it's not – it's not they're not in the same – they're not in the same level. But like, you're right, though. We haven't seen – We haven't seen, seen Rory in a long Rory time. A so. Well, I, it was – well, 2020 when he didn't finish out of the top five for like seven straight tournaments. That was pretty damn good stretch. That's pretty good. They should go play on the live tour. I mean, now. yeah. I mean, I guess they don't they don't play to win. They just play for money. So I guess that was pretty good, successful. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Not about championships okay, or trophies or you know legacy, whatever. Overrated. Yeah. Overrated. overrated. Legacy is overrated. Sorting, co- sorting more cocaine off Paulina's ass. Now that's <laughs> underrated. That's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> you go get it, DJ. You go, go get, get it, it, pal. What a waste. You know what is going to be worse? The worst part is if DJ goes and plays like shit and doesn't win. <laughs> what a waste of the just great talent that we get to see. What a waste. 
Hey, Blake Windred. It's going to be hard to close out an event when Blake Windred's just breathing down your neck. (laughs) It's going to be hard to close it out. We'll see what he's got. I'm I'm going to find JC Richie and invite him on the podcast. (laughs) He has to have a presence in social media somewhere. (laughs) All right. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the memorial on the PGA Tour at Jack's Place. And fuck Saudi golf. (laughs) We're out. Later. Cheers.